This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast, Patriots. On this Wednesday, May 25th, 2022, deep in the heart of the Midwest where Americans still love their country, love God, love family. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed yet, go to AffirmAmerica.com. You can get a new episode of our podcast when it comes out. You can reach me at Marquise at AffirmAmerica.com, M-A-R-Q-U-I-S at AffirmAmerica.com. This is your top five news headlines for this Wednesday, May 25th. Thanks for joining us. Let's jump right into it. Headline number five, Texas school boards leave National Association of School Boards over domestic terrorism. From the Texas Tribune, the Texas Association of School Boards, the state group representing the state's 1,024 public school boards, has severed its ties with the National School Boards Association. The move came late Monday night, three days after an independent investigation revealed the national body contacted the Biden administration weeks before it sent a letter last fall in which it requested federal assistance at school board meetings. That investigation showed that the NSBA had planned to ask for National Guard and the military to be sent to school board meetings, but that request never made it into the final letter that the NSBA officials sent on September 29th to the White House. In the letter's final version, the national group asked Biden officials to investigate threats against school boards members by people who attend school board meetings as domestic terrorism, prompting immediate criticism from Republicans. From the Daily Wire, the TASB represents more than 5.4 million students across Texas, making it one of the largest school board associations in the nation. The decision makes Texas one of 30 states that have distanced themselves from the association in recent months over a controversial letter sent to Attorney General Merrick Garland. Many left the NSBA. Okay, so again, this is um, the Biden administration's radical attorney general, Merrick Garland. His uh, policies of treating parents as domestic terrorists because they are opposed to what's being taught in their schools and how they're teaching their children about critical race theory, about transgenderism, showing sexually explicit pictures to kindergartners, K through 12, the attorney general treats these parents as domestic terrorists. This is where the far left has taken our country, and this is a direct result of the Biden administration. Again, Texas School Board leaves the NSBA because of the radical policies of the attorney general. All right, headline number four. FBI uncovers ISIS plot to assassinate President George W. Bush. Co-conspirators had planned to bring the terrorist across the southern border. Forbes. 
an Iraqi man in the U.S. accused of being linked to ISIS operatives, was plotting to kill George W. Bush, going so far as to travel to Dallas in November to take video around the former president's home and recruiting a team of compatriots he hoped to smuggle into the country over the Mexican border, according to an FBI search warrant application filed March 23rd and unsealed this week in the Southern District of Ohio. The FBI said it uncovered the scheme through the work of two confidential informants and surveillance of the alleged plotter's account on the Meta-owned WhatsApp messaging platform. This suspect, Shihab Ahmed Shihab Shihab, based in Columbus, Ohio, said he wanted to assassinate Bush because he felt the former president was responsible for killing many Iraqis and breaking apart the country after the 2003 U.S. military invasion, according to the warrant. NBC, Shehab has been charged with aiding and abetting the attempted murder of a former federal official in retaliation for the performance of official duties and attempting to bring a foreigner to the U.S. for financial gain. Federal prosecutors are asking that Shehab be detained without bond for a hearing set for Friday. Clay Travis, a plot to assassinate George W. Bush via bringing in terrorists across our undefended southern border has been uncovered. Okay, so this is just more reasons why the, the border, southern border has to be closed. This open border policy, this anybody can come across the border is the most insane policies any president could promote. And I believe that in the midterms, that's going to be impeachment number one for President Biden when the Republicans take back both the House and the Senate. He will be impeached over the border. It's an atrocity. It's proof that there are terrorists coming in across our border. It's a national security issue. Not only that, but also we have drugs, sex trafficking, fentanyl killed 100,000 of our American citizens. We have the drug cartels running rampant up and down, and we have illegal immigrants being shuffled across the border. And these are the reasons why the southern border needs to be closed. But this shows us that there are terrorists coming across the, the southern border, and it's proof here that there was a plot to take out former President George Bush. All right, headline number three. Indiana House Senate overrides governor's veto of bill protecting women's sports. From the Daily Wire, the GOP-led Indiana House of Representatives and Senate voted to override Republican Governor Eric Holcomb's veto of a bill banning biological males from competing in girls' sports. The House voted 67 to 28 early Tuesday. The state Senate voted in favor of the override 32 to 15 to overwhelmingly defeat the governor's veto. In a letter to House Speaker Todd Houston, Republican Fishers Holcomb said the bill leaves too many unanswered questions for him to support the bill, even if I support the overall goal. He said the presumption of the policy laid out in HEA 1041 is there, is an existing problem requiring state intervention. He also pointed to a number of potential issues, including frustration among students, parents and administrators, lawsuits, and lawsuits filed or threatened to have been filed in other states after their similar legislation was passed. Okay, so this is a real can of worms here. You got men swimming with women, competing in sports, 
in Indiana, it's a firestorm, and we're seeing that there's some pushback here, and this needs to happen. Anybody with any common sense would know that you don't have men competing with women in sports. It just doesn't make any sense. If you want to have a special section of transgenders and LGBTs competing together, and whoever wants to join in that category, maybe that makes more sense. But to have transgender men claiming to be women competing in the women's sports, biologically, the physical attributes of a man is not an even playing field, as we have seen in the Olympics. So again, uh, Indiana standing up for the rights of women and to push back on men in sports. All right, headline number two, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, John Bozeman, victorious in Arkansas's primaries. From the Washington Times, former White House press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders easily defeated her Republican opponent Tuesday in the GOP primary for governor of Arkansas, putting her a step closer to gaining the post once held by her father. She'll face Democrat Chris Jones on the November ballot. Mr. Jones is a nuclear engineer and minister who easily defeated four opponents to win his party's nomination on Tuesday. Glenn Greenwald, Sarah Huckabee Sanders poised to smash the glass ceiling, becoming the first woman elected governor in Arkansas's history. From Fox News, Bozeman, who also received Trump's endorsement, saw widespread support throughout the state during his campaign for another term. However, he was also met with a backlash among those who were not pleased that he did not support overturning the 2020 election results. Sanders raised $14 million on her way to trouncing Doc Washburn by 65 points. So good for her. Uh, I always liked uh, Sarah Huckabee, and I think she deserves a shot at being the first woman governor in her home state, Arkansas, where her father was a governor also at one time. She's a wonderful person, great personality, very heartfelt, parent, understands her state very well, and I think she'll be a very good representative for the state of Arkansas. So congratulations, Sarah Huckabee. Godspeed to taking on that post. All right, headline number one. Shooting at Texas Middle School claims lives of at least 19 children and two adults. ABC, the 18-year-old suspect, a student of Uvalde High School, is also dead, Governor Greg Abbott said. Abbott said the suspect shot and killed horrifically and incomprehensibly more than a dozen students and a teacher. The suspect also allegedly shot and killed his grandmother before entering the school and again opening fire. Did not take President Biden long to politicize the tragedy? Of course not. Biden always politicizes everything. Here he is in his own words. The nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done? Okay, so that's uh, Joe Biden on his rant about guns. He always does that, and he always lies, too. In his statement, he says that when he passed a bill while he was a senator that gun violence dropped, and that's been proven to be false. 
So he's out there lying about taking away guns. That's, that's not going to solve the problem. If you look at Chicago and New York, they have some of the strongest gun laws in the entire country, yet they have the highest crime rates and violence and gun murders. So for him to be out there pushing the same thing that he does, he uses every tragedy as an opportunity to make political gain. It's inconscionable. He didn't even recognize the families when he came out to speak. He just jumped right into his political statement about guns. And uh, it's just typical Joe Biden, liberal, far-left, radical ideas. I think more importantly, some things that would be better, enforcing more of the red flag laws, or even better what Israel does, is they have guards at all schools, highly hardened facilities, and they have not had any mass shootings in their schools since 1974. So I think that it's not that expensive, $45 billion a year. You could harden every school in the country. That would put a complete stop to these kinds of shootings in schools. That's a much better solution than trying to pass some law that criminals are not going to follow. They're going to find some way to get a gun. In this case, maybe a red flag law because of his mental illness. He was a very disturbed young man, and if he hadn't gotten a gun, Maybe we would have been able to stop one. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Could have gotten a gun from the black market. So again, the best way is to protect the facilities, the schools, armed guards that are highly trained, $45 billion a year, end of story, problem solved. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on the Firm America podcast. God bless you. Have a great day. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.